0: <laughs> Did you crack that? No. Are you about to? I was. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't
1: sound good. It doesn't pick up, does it? <laughs>
2: That's gotta Great. Be got a lot of I'm
0: nice, I'm uh, <laughs> <Cool. laughs> okay. okay. All right. Welcome back. To <laughs> welcome back to another meeting of the Order of the Straight Arrow. You have myself. Troop Scout Leader Dustin lays with beef across from me in the clubhouse today. This is denim big announcement wall. <laughs> I I don't even know if I'm smoking dart. I'm definitely not wearing patch. You're uh, just chilling. I'm you. just chilling, bro. What am I now?
1: You lost your identity.
0: I lost yeah. my identity.
1: You better start I, uh, smoking again. <laughs> you can start chewing. Maybe you should you <laughs> <could> do that. <laughs> I
0: tried that. It doesn't. I'm not good at it. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm the historian still, so that's me. I'm still the historian.
1: Right on. And uh, in between the two wall boys, you have myself, I'm Miles, Uh. aka Chief, runs with bins.
0: Feels good to be back in the clubhouse. And let's kick this off as tradition with the straight arrow oath. So for those of you in scout uniform, three finger salute. Those at home in civilian clothes, hand over your heart and repeat after the historian. A straight arrow tells the truth. A straight arrow
1: loves nature.
0: A straight arrow knows that all you need to go hunting is an orange shirt and a
1: six-pack. And a straight arrow is always against Bill H.R. 57, which would allow the importation of South American propane.
0: Can I get a round table, Lima Tanya? Lima Tanya. Oh yeah, that feels good. <laughs> all right. Well, that's an interesting logger. Mmm. What Be- do you? Uh, I got a, I got a, I got a Wayne. Well, thanks for asking what I'm drinking. <laughs> now, yeah. I got a, I got a Wayne Gretzky number ninety nine craft brewing. Yes, that is the one and only Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, he's got his own beer now. He does. I mean, he's had his own wine forever. I didn't mm-hmm. know he had his own beer now. There was also a, a pale ale variety, but this premium lager brewed with rye grain. There's really nothing he can't do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. pay someone to do for it. <laughs> yeah. to do it.
0: Um, well, he's not allowed to gamble <laughs> 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 on, on, on hockey. I am bumming a Fernie Brewing Co. Uh, session IPA at the Slingshot. It's actually pretty good. I'm enjoying it. I'm not in Fernie, but I'm drinking a Fernie.
1: Nice. I'm drinking a Fernie, too. Uh, it's a grapefruit IPA called The Real Peel. Now, don't be fooled. This is the real deal. Bold, citrusy, flavorful IPA served with a side of grapefruit, and it is nice.
0: Damn, that uh, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Do you it'd... want to trade a Gretzky for one later?
1: Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Actually, uh, yeah, you can have the one that rolled down the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long driveway. There,
0: there was a bit of an accident this uh, uh, this afternoon when Vinzi came by. <laughs> But that is neither here nor there. What we do have is an update to our listener feedback section. We will uh, we will not be doing these uh, on recording days just because of, you may have noticed, the last episode we released was uh, <laughs> recorded uh, long before it was edited. A and- lot of and-
1: shit went down <laughs> in between. Yeah, a lot of things happened. Yeah. yeah the world is fucking upside down
0: yeah left and right so we've uh we've decided that just to be more relevant and up to date for when we actually release episodes we will be doing our listener feedback during those editing days so you'll be hearing kind of uh, a cut in of some kind and listening to future clubhouse members us in the future and what we have to say at that time. And uh, and, we'll, and we're will and we going to be cutting it in probably shortly after this little speech. Yeah, kind of like a little, like just a little, just a touch on it, uh, VH1 behind the music. When we started the podcast, we had a good chunk of season one pre-recorded. Um, and then it was just to editing kind of to get it out. And we continued to record on top of that. And so by the time we actually had people listening and people giving us feedback, we had already recorded episodes. So it was like we never had the – ne- it never worked out timely to like record the episode with relevant feedback and then release the episode later. So I think this will work a lot better where we can address the listener feedback in the editing room and attach it to whatever episode – it, it will make it so we can get ahead of the game instead of catching up. Yeah. Which is really what we want to do for you guys. So we appreciate the feedback, and we want it to keep coming, and this is how we can support your feedback the best. Works for me. So here's some listener feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Past Dustin, for that fantastic segue into this listener feedback segment. We've got uh, quite the extensive list today just because we've had a lot of feedback and not a lot of places to return the favor. So I'd like to start by uh, thanking Colt Keller, who, uh, you know, first of all, has reached out to us multiple times. And most recently, after the Peggy Pageant Fever episode, he sang some karaoke of "Taking Care of Business," and uh, although it was a drunken rendition, it was beautiful. <laughs> so it, thank you for that. It looked like it looked like uh, yeah, you're keeping yourself pretty, <laughs> pretty entertained. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty good. And uh, also, we're gonna get you that shirt. So uh, thank you for letting us know about that.
1: Yeah, thank you for supporting the the beer fund. There, much appreciated. Much appreciated.
0: Um. I got uh, a nice compliment. I just want to say thanks to, <laughs> to Ray Ambrose at RR Ambrose on Instagram. Uh, he, just, uh, he just complimented my research on the Six Flags Mall. I want to say thanks.
1: Mm-hmm. It's always nice to get recognized, isn't it? That's for sure. And uh, we had another friend of ours, uh, Carrie Korea. She left us a glowing review like uh, quite a while ago. Um, I think it was like the first really nice review we got. Um, she's on Instagram at, at Okifa Latifa, and uh, she was inquiring. About Boxing Day, and we totally just gapped that we didn't uh, describe Boxing Day. Yeah, um, to our
0: American listeners. Yeah,
1: so for people who are uninformed on Boxing Day, it's the day after Christmas. It's a holiday that originated in the United Kingdom and celebrated in countries that previously formed the British Empire, like the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Trinidad, and Tobago. Um,
0: amongst others, I imagine.
1: Amongst others, yeah. A lot of, a lot of countries... Uh, do celebrate the holiday uh one common theme i found between all the countries is sports it's usually a really big day for sports like in canada it's when our world junior hockey championship Mm -hmm. starts uh there's lots of rugby and soccer in the uk italy also has soccer uh australia new zealand south africa big cricket day in uh, of course for boxing there's also a a major horse racing event that takes place in surrey England. england Mm-hmm. On that day, and uh, in some African Commonwealth countries, there actually is professional boxing matches that I go was, on. Well, oh, on I, nice. I
0: was going to ask because I remember my like my family have always had a big party on Boxing Day, and I remember well, our family. Yes, our family. I was looking at my <laughs> Our family, yeah, and <clears throat> I just remember like when I was old enough to realize that that it wasn't about boxing matches; it was about. Boxing up your Christmas decorations.
1: Very very misleading. And it also is like, like renownedly known as a, a shopping holiday, uh, similar to the state's Black Friday. But we have seemed to, um, it was right around the time when the, the Canadian and US dollar were basically a par, where Canada really started to adopt Black Friday. And that is now a more dominant shopping holiday than Boxing Day is now. But you still get some good deals on Boxing I, Day.
0: I feel like it was, Boxing Day was sweet when I was a kid because like you get Christmas money. And then the next day you, you can go, go spend it blow it yeah on the thing they didn't get you <laughs> yeah and like <laughs> or or the, the thing they forgot the <laughs> batteries yeah, yeah. Um, or games for whatever system i got that's correct um, totally. but yeah the uh, the but now as i'm older Like, it is nice to have Black Friday where you can get some Christmas shopping done and save money. Like, I like that I came of age at the same time. (laughs) That kind of came came around to help me out. Yeah, that's, uh, thank you for that, uh, you know, description of Boxing Day. I hope you guys understand. I just wanted to thank uh, Acid Raindrops on Instagram uh, because he uh, pointed out about my research on the pork pie that it is also Heisenberg from Breaking Bad that also wears a pork pie hat. And that is very correct. I'm surprised I didn't mention it because I do love that show.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, (laughs) (laughs) Connor.
0: And we're a bit late on this. Uh, Sorry, but... We just want to give a big round table Matanya to the Wheel Man at Aiden Ross Marler. He's our friend who just graduated from high school.
1: Fuck yeah, he did. That calls for a big old fashioned round table wimatonia. Wimatonia and congratulations, Aiden. Congratulations. I'm sure you did it uh, quicker than our historian.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I had to maybe go back and finish. <laughs> it and uh, that was I on... I did it. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Aiden's on Twitter, right? Didn't we have another guy on Twitter reach out to us? Oh yes. The real Pete Zandy. <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> he correct. well, I don't know if it was a correction, it was more of an explanation. Although, um, uh, this one I didn't understand either. It didn't it, he, he he attempted to clear up Bill's army rank. Uh, he explained Sergeant is the fourth basic rank an enlisted soldier can earn? Enlisted personnel have different rank paths than officers, which start at second lieutenant and go up through general. And there's probably a lot more nuance to those titles. And he said – he went on to explain that. You'd think I'd know more by having both parents in the army, but it's but it's boring, so I never asked. <laughs> Preach it. Fair I like enough. Andy. He's, he's a funny guy. Fair yeah, enough. I don't – like fourth basic rank, I don't know what that means. Is, Probably is there one like, above third and one below five. How, but, like, when does it go from not basic to, like, uncommon? Tune in next time we do research. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, at which point, where does Army Barber fall under? Is that and, enlisted and again, or I, officer?
1: I think it's going to have to fall upon us to answer these questions.
3: Yeah. I think
1: we're going to do it. That's true. Well, we had another good friend of ours reach out to us on Instagram, and that's Christopher M. at Chris M. He didn't necessarily have any... Uh, Feedback, just some kind words, and definitely pumped us with a little inspiration to help us get back on the trolley. Dude, a lawyer listens to us. Like, <laughs> what the hell? It might come in handy at some point. That's right. Specializes in copyrights and. Fucking <laughs> yeah. So. Uh,
0: yeah, we got Kansas on our ass.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, not the state, the band. The band. Yeah. So uh, thank you to everybody. I know there's more that reached out, and uh, we can only get through so much. This has already taken. A long time but yeah. with everything going on in the world it feels wrong to not address it but i i know us we're in no place to actually address it we we're kind of the farthest thing from
1: we know our listeners come from all walks of life all corners of the globe, all races all religions and we just want everyone to know the clubhouse is all-inclusive uh we do not discriminate against anyone
0: i like to live by the motto of bill and ted and that is uh everybody be excellent
1: to each mm-hmm. other and just yeah just so everyone knows we're you know we're thinking about all all y'all everybody out there you always have your uh your buddies to the north
0: yeah we're, we're always here for you so like uh like denim and bill and ted and benzy say be excellent to each other
2: <laughs>
0: okay and we're back i hope that was good that could have been it better. Was, it was great. It's a work in progress. I, I think I think from, from, from now on, it'll, it'll get, only get better from here. Up? It can only go up from here. Up, 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 Smash Mouth, you're an all-star. No. Okay, so where are we? We're at the episode info. So thank you for everybody who reached out uh, in our listener feedback section. And we're going to send it over to the historian to give us some insight on this episode. This is episode eight. From season three, uh, entitled Good Hill Hunting, originally aired December first, nineteen ninety-eight. This is the forty-third episode wow. of Cannon Hill overall. Um, it is written by Joe Stillman, and this is his final episode after co-producing many of the previous episodes. He wrote four, including Square Peg, Keeping Up With Our Joneses, Peggy's Headache, and of course Good Hill Hunting. Uh before King of the Hill, he was involved in Beavis and Butthead for uh, for many years, uh, pr- and ultimately went on to write and produce a beloved fairy tale about an overnamed Shrek. <laughs> oh, that's why you've been pounding Smash Mouth down my throat. <laughs> Needless to say, he is a- <laughs> he's done quite well for himself. Yeah, way to go um, still, man. And this one's directed by Clay Hall. And his final work as a King of the Hill director, Clay's director credits include, of course, our namesake, The Order of the Straight Arrow. Mm. The Arrowhead, Company Man, Traffic Jam, and Good Hill Hunting. So are you saying that this is both of their final episodes that they worked on? Yeah, Clay Hall went on to direct a bunch of Disney animated movies, uh Tinkerbell and Lost Treasure, and the Cars spin-off movie Planes, um, which he also wrote the story for. Cars Four. No. <laughs> no, it would be it would it would have been like Cars Two and a half. Oh, okay. I uh, I've been getting into the whole Cars verse. Um yeah, I... th- I recall that about movies you. that I haven't seen and uh, planes. Uh, actually, uh, I was impressed with yeah. it when I when I watched it. Um, Do you remember the name of the main character? Dane Cook. No, the in oh, it's Dusty. Nice. Duster, Dusty, nice, isn't it? That's my name because he's a duster. <laughs> he's a dusty plane. Like yeah, like a crop, crop duster. duster. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a, it was a good movie. I, I was quite, I was like, I better than I expected something with Dane Cook's name in it to be. <laughs> but yes, that is, this is two heavy hitters are leaving the staff of King of the Hill after this. It's an end of an era, I guess, eh? Uh, yeah, Clay Hall is a big, big name in King do of the you, Hill. Do you, do you think there's like more people that maybe we didn't notice that leave at this point too like do you think there that's has a been shift? other ones but not this is the first of like people i would really consider core like i mean and even then joe stillman i i mean he did co-produce um clearly he worked with uh on D- beefs and butthead and everything so mm-hmm. but i mean clay hall was pretty instrumental in in especially early well, I mean, it is, I mean, it, of course, sad to see them go. It's not like I don't trust any of the other writers. There's loads of good good directors and producers that, and writers that come onto this show. So, I mean, it's not like we have a shortage, but it is sad to see them go. Yes, well, Metanya. they went on to bigger, better things. <laughs> yeah, Tinkerbell's next adventure? Uh, lost treasure, asshole. <laughs> we Wimitanya.
1: Two, uh, two episodes in a row just uh, really based off movies with the titles there.
0: Yeah, back-to-back. Back. Direct <laughs> pulls.
1: Yeah. <from>
0: <laughs> yeah. um, This is obviously in reference to the film Good Will Hunting from 97, directed by Gus Van Zandt, written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and starring Robin Williams, as well as Ben Affleck <laughs> Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I think one of my English teachers played that in class but i definitely skipped that day <laughs> really i mean like like during the last like two months that we haven't been recording i knew this was the next episode coming up yep and i was playing games and uh ali put on We're playing games, <laughs> playing games and, <laughs> and Allie put on uh google hunting and okay. i kind of started to watch it and then i had headphones on and I drifted in and out of paying attention to it, and uh, so I didn't really watch it. But, but like, it was on Nearby You? I know. I got the gist of it. I know what. I like them so apples. So give, give me the gist. Matt Damon's smart guy, mm-hmm. and Robin Williams is old guy, mm-hmm. and uh, Ben Affleck is uh, greasy guy.
1: Boo.
0: <laughs> right? That's kind of <laughs> it, yeah? He's the one who wanted to start all the fights, right?
1: I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Know, I know the gist of it, but yeah, I haven't is seen it. Is it similar to his gist? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Oh, and I
0: Them think... Apples. You know Them Apples. How do you like Them Apples? Well, I've heard about Them Apples. Yeah, that's um, the big scene. I thought the big scene was like the chalkboard, and he did it at night. Oh, that's Beautiful Mind. Oh, different movie. I don't know. It probably wasn't that movie, too. <laughs> I might have even would it. We're here to talk. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the synopsis is: Hank prepares Bobby for a deer hunting trip as part of his initiation into manhood. Mm.
1: Um, so, yeah, we'll start this episode off, and we are treated to a cold open, and it is a damn fine cold open. You know, they're far, and f- they're few and far between, it seems like, but this one we see Bill, Dale, and Boomhauer, They're over at Dale's having a few beers. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> and Bill's just thrilled to announce.
3: Deer! I guess we owe you an apology, and I guess those were probably deer droppings, too. Probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What they see is a deer uh, rooting through the Gribble's trash can. And I guess everyone was blaming it on bill until, <laughs> until they saw with their own eyes <laughs> something else ripping through the trash can and
0: probably leaving droppings <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: exactly but uh, dale asked himself another one of those great rhetorical questions oh, yeah
3: one of the ones that i'm going to be using all the time those deer are infiltrating the human quadrant they've replaced fire ants as the number one ex-urban pest if everything I know about exterminating is true, which it is, we gotta find the queen deer and take
4: her out. Queen deer? I'll bet she's beautiful.
1: <laughs> I feel like when Hank's not around, Dale gets, like, free rage to say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's now
0: in charge. I noticed, yeah, Boomhauer didn't have any lines, so it's literally just, like, Dale talking to Bill and Bill agreeing because... Well, Boomhauer knows that if he says anything, he's automatically the smartest one of these three. He doesn't want He doesn't want that. No, he's just he having beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, this, this is the scene we've, we learned that Dale, uh, Dale's going to take Joseph on his first hunt. That's right, he's now old enough, as was Dale when 25 years ago ago. his father took him. Mm -hmm. And And you guys noticed the picture, obviously. With Cotton? <laughs> yeah, I had, to double, I had to double take. I was like, oh, Hank had an older brother? <laughs> Wait, that was with Cotton? Yeah, so if you look, it's all the boys and their dads. Yeah. And yeah, and then one of them looks like it's like a younger, like or an older brother, half the height. Oh. And it's <laughs> Cotton and Hank. <laughs> okay, I didn't pay that much attention to the photos. Because, like, like, the first one is just Dale and his mm-hmm. dad. And then the next one, it pans yeah, over okay, Yeah, okay, I, I didn't really pay that much attention. Oh, yeah, I know. I paused on it, and, and it's spitting image. I like what, I like, I like Dale's, uh, he says, it's not just killing a deer, it's killing Joseph's childhood. <laughs> I actually had to think about that a little bit. I was like, is he like, what? And then I realized it's because he's bringing him into adulthood. He's and, becoming a man. Yeah. I thought he was ruining his childhood is what I kind of took it as. Oh, it's over. It's Age 12, first kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, and then uh and uh he's kind of getting all fired up. You can tell
3: that like his juices are flowing. So he looks over at the deer again. You. I am photographically memorizing your face.
4: Huh? Look at that. He's staring right back at you. Yeah. Get. <laughs> oh, the clapper shutters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the clapper activated backport shutter system.
2: <laughs> Since when? Uh.
0: And that was like the first cold open that at least we've experienced in over two months. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So uh, I'm very happy for that and glad we got some of that. And then in the next scene we see them in the driveway and Dale's going through all of his gear for the, uh, the hunt and he's basically giving everything away. I believe he's giving uh, Hank a laser pointer and Bobby a scope of some kind. I think that's I think the Russian scope. Russian yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and this is when, uh, when Hank just can't believe that another one of his hobbies is getting overcomplicated. Just like fishing with all the different kind of baits we got, uh, we got Dale with all these different tactical gear, and he, he says the famous line of that. He remembers when hunting was just, all you needed was an orange hat and a six-pack. Orange <laughs> shirt. Whatever. They yeah. wear orange hats. Yeah, they you, do wear orange hats. You
1: definitely didn't need to carry around a bar of deer wee-wee with yeah. you.
0: <laughs> you mean super premium estrus? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the good stuff. That stays with Dale. All these ridiculous... Uh... Well, Hank would
3: know about him. If he was a hunter. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think he starts his tearing apart saying he goes to church more <laughs> yeah, than he yeah,
3: yeah. Times like, have changed, Hank. But you know all this, if you were a hunter. For the love of God, man, you go to church more than you go hunting. You should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> for the I'm love not of ashamed. God. <laughs> you go to you go to church. Right? It's I classic.
1: Mean, I think he lift, lifts the uh the brill cream. Uh, Slogan too Just a little dab Will do you Yeah exactly
0: I was was hoping We could maybe Backtrack and talk About that a little bit Because I don't know If you guys know What estrus is No idea So it's basically The urine of a doe That's in heat Mm -hmm. So it's to attract Bucks from multiple distances And like uh, I did a little bit Of reading on how to do it And most guys They like have a, A string that they Attached or some Length of cord And they put some Sort of sponge at the end And soak it And then when they're walking It like drags a trail Of Basically pee, that bucks will start to sniff and sense. So if you ever see like a buck with his head down and he's doing a lot of sniffing, he's smelling for that pee pee, mm. that
1: wee wee. Interesting.
0: Very interesting.
1: And he's getting shot.
0: <laughs> he's very successful. I remember I was reading like a, a how to, and it was obviously written by like a company that sells it, and one of their brand names for their estrus was Screaming Heat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh no!
0: Yeah, so uh, I thought that was pretty funny, but uh, I guess I guess it's actually like pretty common, and, and so
1: he's actually doing the right thing. He's yeah. using the most effective thing. He's probably more necessary than the night vision goggles. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah.
0: He's probably going. He definitely. I think Dale's definitely going hunting more than he goes to church. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they won't let him back in there. <laughs> there is this one line that Hank has uh, just after Dale gives him the chirp about church. And it reminded me of one time that Denim and I were, I think we were at s- some sort of like, you know, like in Texas where there's a lot of these like ghost towns that are t- tourist attractions. I think it was something like that. And there was basically these guys dressed up in like Western gear. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And then, so I'll play this line. And that was that was definitely not very fun. Okay, well, whatever. Let, let's just <laughs>
4: listen to this. And I'm glad there's people out there thinning the herd. But if I want to get sloppy drunk and shoot off guns with a bunch of guys, I'll go to my dad's Oscar party. Okay, we got to unpack that a little bit.
0: <laughs> but the first part about thinning out the herd, I always laugh my fucking ass off whenever I hear that term. Well, mainly because, like, South Park. Well, yeah. Yeah, first. And then there was this time that, okay, we were at Knott's Berry Farm, I guess. And well, how did it go? Uh, there was two guys dressed as cowboys, and we asked them about their guns or something, and they they riffed on South Park. They, <laughs> they said... My God, it's coming right for us!
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Looks like about a 46-gauge Dad."
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, that was it they said it's coming for us and then the other guy piped up he's like oh no now we gotta say we're thinning out the herd." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh god anyways so uh, I'm happy that they peppered that in. that was good and, and, and then I guess the second thing that we need to talk about is well, his dad's Oscar parties. yeah I mean uh, like first of all I don't know if Oscar means the same thing to <laughs> Cotton Hill I, w- I thought it was just an excuse. Like, you know, like, they're not actually watching. No. No. Well, they're shooting guns off, so <laughs> they got to be watching to some degree. And True getting enough.
1: sloppy drunk. <laughs> um,
0: this, however, this Oscars, the last Oscar party that, mis- that been in March. Cotton would have had was March 23rd, 1998. And this is the uh, Oscars where um, Titanic won Best Picture. But also nominated was a film called *Goodwill Hunting*. Oh. Is that why they went shooting guns? Probably. Maybe, <laughs> and that was when they, because um, that was also when they, uh, sorry, when they won for best screenplay, and and Robin Williams won for best supporting actor. That's... that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty interesting that there's a reference, and that's the name of the title. Hmm. Be, they probably had some sort of conscious. Well, it was a very. If you think about when this episode was written, would have been about like, not quite a year before mm-hmm. the episode airs. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Would have been just a topical thing. Exactly. I like uh, Dale's line right before we leave this scene, though, about uh, wanting to get out in the wilderness away from the government
3: where your paper money <laughs> oh. is useless. Where a man can let down his guard and share
4: his biggest fears. Dale, you with your guard down is my biggest fear.
3: My biggest fear is that little pointy, well, I'll save it for the trip. You mean the Beatles? Shut (laughs) up. I was saving that for the trip.
0: I love that Hank's biggest fear is tables with his
4: guard down.
0: (laughs) And so uh, obviously keeping with the theme, we go into the next scene with Bobby and Joseph. And they are sitting in I like that they're in front of that same picture, the wall picture with all the deer on it.
2: Don't think of it as a rifle. Think of it as a part of your body. That fires bullets.
0: <laughs> I like that um, they're bringing this back, too, that Bobby's good at shooting, that this is a known Yeah, that, well, we remember season two, mm-hmm. episode one. Yeah, that Joseph is, like, coming to him for shoesting advice, and mm-hmm. he knows he's got some pretty sound advice. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, I do like the natural progression squeeze, of that, right? don't pull. That's right. Mm-hmm. But Bobby doesn't want to be the only kid on the block
2: not to kill a deer.
1: Yeah, you could get a loser nickname.
2: Yeah. <laughs> When the time comes, you think you'll be able to, you know, pull the trigger? Oh, yeah. I don't want to be the only kid around who doesn't kill a deer. You could get a loser nickname like, I don't know, Pork Pockets. More about not killing deer, but yeah. I thought Pork Pockets was a cool
0: nickname. I like the smile that Joseph gives Bobby after he says Pork Pockets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We talked about Pork Pockets in that one episode because Bobby couldn't be late for dinner (laughs) because Mom was fixing Pork Pockets.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I could go for some Pork Pockets. Always could. No doubt. Joseph asks about if he can pull the trigger, and and, and Bobby knows from history that him and Hank are a team. So he envisions uh, himself and Hank going through the wilderness and Bobby having to take on a leadership role because Hank trips on a rock about the size of his foot and now is rendered inert, and Bobby has to carry him. And so he's got Hank on his shoulders, and he does a one-handed twirl cock of the rifle <laughs> and shoots one of the bucks. And the buck just turns and gives him, like, a nodding reassurance and goes to sleep and... uh That's when Bobby snaps out of it and doesn't want to brag about something that hasn't (laughs) happened yet,
4: but. Bobby, I just want to say that you are perfect and a man.
1: (laughs) He shakes his hand while he's still on his shoulder. (laughs) Bobby has to like, like Jimmy the gun around. Loaded. Uh,
0: Yeah, I like uh, Bobby's expectations is what I call that. (laughs) (laughs) They're
1: a little bit too high. Oh, yeah, it was a little different than how it went, I guess, how it actually (laughs) went. (laughs) But it's strange in the next scene um, because it seems that Peggy and Hank have forgot about the first episode in season two, when Peggy's fixing a first aid kit for when Bobby blows Hank's ear off.
0: That's not what he says. No, when he talks, he Hanks talks his ear off because he'll be gossiping. Oh, like, talks his ear girl. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says, this, it was, uh, was a Peggy's attempt at humor. I'm not surprised that he missed
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. But Hank's Hank's comeback's even funnier. You think when Louanne giving you another God,
0: haircut? Yeah. <laughs> and like, where was Louanne? Well, I'm this fixing to give you another hair. oh I'm going to talk about that when we get there. Okay. When is there because she doesn't Well, we'll get there. Okay. We'll talk about it. All right. Well, like like you said, uh they do completely ignore Bobby's prior training. But the the more focus now is on the actual time that they're going to spend together cuz cuz Peggy keeps on egging on the fact that well you're going to have two whole days together with him and you can talk about whatever you want and that's when Hank really starts to panic.
1: Yeah. And he starts to like doubt Bobby's like even wanting to be on the trip asking if he
4: packed all his his Hi, Game Boy what is wrong with you nothing uh that reminds me did you get the batteries for Bobby's Game Boy and did you pack his backup Game Boy Hank Hank wants him to have something to do but <laughs> he's not talk to
0: Hank yeah I don't think Hank because I don't think it's a question about Bobby being excited because Bobby's thrilled Bobby wants to go on the trip mm-hmm. but Hank just wants him to not talk to him
1: but he didn't get the permits though like wasn't that part of the reason because that was the the first part he didn't get I the quote, permits
0: because he didn't want to go
1: to where oh on the hunting period, trip. right
0: yeah, he he I think he shunned getting his the permits for however long he was able to get the permits for because he didn't had he had no intention of taking Bobby on the hunting trip, right, and he just didn't know how to mm-hmm. confront it, I think I think that's probably. Because it doesn't make right. sense. It doesn't make sense. He knew that... it was coming, and he's not the kind of guy to shirk responsibility. Well, if he was even even partly thrilled about going, he would have gotten that. He would have been one of the 400. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the 400. Yeah. And, uh, and Peggy kind of sees through that and recognizes that first and, and before Hank
4: would ever admit it. Hank, you're scared of being alone with him. I am not. You are scared of your own son maybe I am so what I don't get him sometimes the things that come out of his mouth and he's almost a teenager so it's just gonna get worse and I don't know what we're gonna talk about for two days and hell yes I'm scared I mean have you ever been on a trip with your dad just you and your dad yeah
0: yeah yeah. lots for two days lots yeah I mean I you know I work with our dad yeah (laughs) so we go away I know but not all of our not all of our listeners know. okay yeah um do you guys talk the whole time uh, I, have, I got Game Boy. I got backup <laughs> Game Boy just in case. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I talk a lot. I talk to him a lot. I, I do have headphones a lot, but, like, you know, you just rock one ear in. and. But Dad doesn't really want to talk about a whole lot. He doesn't. I mean, he's got a lot. He's got, like, shit to say, but he's not Chatty Cathy. He's definitely not Chatty Cathy.
1: You're probably a little different than Bobby, too. The things, yeah. <laughs> the things coming out of your mouth might be a little more relevant. Than...
0: That's true, but at least I do, like, football and, and other things that me and my dad could talk about. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me while I have a mic and Ike.
1: <laughs> um, I think at the end of this scene, as Peggy starts to lay out the milestones for a boy, starting at age 12, first hunt. Age 16, learns to drive. Age 18... Finally turned 18. Finally. (laughs) Finally.
0: (laughs) Uh, Hank decides to get the permit. Bobby will kill the deer and everybody will live happily ever after. (laughs) Just like
3: Shrek.
0: (laughs) In the next morning we see Bobby intruding on Hank while he's sleeping, uh just absolutely thrilled and locked and loaded, ready to go. And uh, he wakes him up, and I've never referred to my bedroom or anybody's bedroom. You've also never lived in one. <laughs> but if I did, I wouldn't say like,
4: <sighs> Bobby, what are you doing in the master bedroom?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Truck's all packed, breakfast is cooked, and here's your robe, towel, and toothbrush. You just say my room.
0: <laughs> what do you or, or in here or? <laughs> I mean, my bedroom, I guess, is considered the master bedroom, but it's not a master bedroom. Fair enough, but like, well, does the master bedroom have an ensuite? I, I think, think so. Usually. Okay, I don't have that. Either way, you just ref- you don't. I don't know. I just think it's silly.
1: I think it's I silly. want
0: that. Do you have that technically?
1: I have, like, a cheater master You can have, like, a cheater one, but I it works pretty you just good. just kick a hole. And, you know, like, well, I got there's almost, just two doors. Yeah, there's two oh, doors okay. to the bathroom. It's actually annoying as fuck.
0: It is when you're having a party. It is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, I'd imagine. You're yeah. always coming in the wrong door, and somebody else is coming in on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like, never like, works.
1: Denim, get out of my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's the worst when I accidentally lock both doors and pass out in the bedroom. Oh, no. <laughs> I've done that. Um But uh, now that Hank's out and ready to go We see him <laughs> at the sink And he is, uh, you know, s- singing a little ditty As he's getting ready to shave
4: I'm a traveling man Made a lot of stars All over the world And in every port I own the heart Of at least one lovely girl uh-huh.
3: Hello, son. I've a pretty waiting for me Mexico. This is a jam. It is. such a good
4: song. I
1: put it in my phone, like, yeah. this is the second I heard it. I was <laughs> like, oh, I want to hear I, this again.
0: I did uh-huh. a little, like, I, because I've been, I've, it's funny, I've been over my <clears throat> quarantine months, I've been, I've become quite fond of watching uh, Dick Clark. Um, like. Okay. He, do you know you know, Dick Clark was? So he did, like, a show called American Bandstand and this other, oh, oh, this this other is, one.
4: That's the roof, not American Bandstand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: anyway, just like, it was basically like a VJ from back in the 50s and 60s. Cool. Um, and uh, so I've been watching, like, a lot of his, like, The Ventures and, like, people like Ricky Nelson. Oh, and that's why listening to The, the Ventures. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Like, all that, like, Les Paul and Mary Ford and just, like, old, like, that style like pre-beatles really yeah (laughs) and uh yeah i've been so i i was quite i've been come quite fond of this music so it's kind of right up your alley and kind of pretty apt that that this kind of popped up it has been yeah ricky nelson i mean i knew like the hits like poor little fool hello hello or sorry hello mary lou goodbye heart and uh it's up to you in this one but he was yeah ricky nelson uh once he turned 21 he uh, changed his name to Rick Nelson.
1: I saw he dropped the Y. Yeah, he dropped
0: the Y. <laughs> um, and his, his, as any man would do. His, his <laughs> album was called "It's Rick." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, man. It's called "It's Rick Nelson." Yeah, it's
1: Rick. <laughs> what a thought went into that.
0: And, uh, <laughs> Holy shit. oh, you should see some of his other album names are like Rick, Ricky sings the hits. Ricky sings some more hits. He's
1: the third person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's got the hits, <laughs> but he did have the hits. He was a fifties teen sensation. Num- yeah. All those singles num- went to number one that I listed earlier. And, uh, and he starred alongside John Wayne in the 1959 film Rio Bravo. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Big, think, big deal. We talk, I talked about that
1: movie previously.
0: We have, yes.
1: Do you know John Wayne's real name is Muriel? <laughs> <laughs> Take that back.
0: No. Um, after Beanie, Beatlemania, interest for Ricky Nelson faded, and he gave up the pop sensation sound and went all in on country music. He uh, pioneered a unique brand of country rock called, that I guess was called later California Sound. I had never heard about this, but apparently it influenced, like, Linda Ronstadt and the Eagles.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, influential, although he only reached the top 40 again in 1973 with the semi-hit Garden Party.
1: <laughs> oh, you
0: we listened to that. We did, and I actually really like it. It's kind of, like, sounds like it's, like, Dylan-inspired, and it's kind of... It's weird. It's good. I Like, I'm actually kind of... I was really it digging... It did feel like I was going on a trip to a garden party. It's like the only song that could have come on after it was Patio Lanterns. Yeah. It's going to the same playlist as 80 tracks of Patio Lanterns. Um, Unfortunately, Rick Nelson died on New Year's Eve 1985 in a plane crash in DeKalb, Texas. Mechanical failure flying between Guntersville, Alabama. I think I just stepped in some Gunter. (laughs) In Dallas, Texas. The plane was his own and had many known mechanical issues. Um, Only the two uh, only the two pilots managed to survive the wreck. He was forty five years old.
1: That's really sad. Did they crash backwards into whatever they hit? I (laughs) don't know. Maybe the pilots survived. Well,
0: it sounded like they they knew had mechanical. (laughs) They knew it had mechanical issues, so if I was a pilot, I would have worn a parachute the whole time.
1: (laughs) See you later, Rick.
2: (laughs) You can't do
0: that. That's harsh. (laughs) Oh, man. What do you think that fire smelled like? Probably metal. What does a razor
2: smell like? I bet it smells really good. Like metal.
1: Yeah. Okay. like you can't really see Bobby at first no and he's God. shaving and then he kind of like keeps moving his head and then you just see more and more of Bobby's hunting outfit he's like uh, that... hello son
0: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like every single horror cliche but like I know denim's got one of these mirrors where it's like a medicine cabinet behind it and I don't know about you, but every time I close it I always picture there's gonna be something behind me. <laughs> like when I close it, it just what the fuck are you doing to my medicine? <laughs> you don't snoop when you go to people's houses. Dude,
1: what I do I, go- I Googled those pills, man. Stay the hell away from me. <laughs>
0: No, I don't do that, uh, full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> no, I got my fill.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, but but uh, obviously, Bobby's I keep just... I the good stuff in my sock drawer. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm never going in there. <laughs> so, that's a, the that's a point. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously, Bobby's just too excited because Hank can't... Uh shave and talk at the same time, so he asked them to politely leave <laughs> and Bobby's like, No, we just won't talk. <laughs> Sits there uncomfortably.
1: Does he have his gun in his hand? I can't remember. I think he might have his
3: gun <laughs> in his
1: hand. <laughs> his rifle. I
0: hope he does.
1: I wonder what he made for breakfast. My bacon and eggs, I bet.
0: Pancakes. Um,
1: just a bowl of that sugary cereal. That he yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, oh, no? Mr. Mrs. Butterworth is syrup, right? Pa-
1: pancakes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it must have been they or
0: waffles. Eggo's probably. Eggo's is more accurate. He's <laughs> not making pancakes. He's eating Eggo's. I had crumpets the other day. Yeah, Pucking I remember it was a pretty big deal when they came into the house and. I, well, do you know that it's like it? You got like it's just like you make them with yeast, so they like take hours to make. Wow. It's kind of an unfortunate breakfast item. It's like more of a brunch thing, really. Well, yeah, because you're not going to get up early enough to eat that. Oh, I might or not. make that. But Ali might.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or you might get up late enough Somebody to eat Somebody accidentally it. sets the
3: alarm. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Somebody accidentally eats Jamie Oliver's grumpet recipe out. <laughs> On her
1: pillow. <laughs> He's good recipes, guys. he hey, good ones. Not bad, not bad.
0: And so uh, the the shaving continues, and then we cut to the next scene with, uh, I believe it's Bill outside telling the story of his first buck. Just how he mutilates it. <laughs> hmm.
4: boy's first buck. I remember my first buck. Took me six shots to bring him down. Three more to finish him off. There was no usable meat left, but what a thrill. <laughs> what
0: a <laughs> and, then, and then Nancy walks up with Joseph and... Asks how long Dale's going to be gone for, and Dale refers to himself (laughs) as
3: the Big D. Oh,
4: my God.
3: (laughs) Sorry, babe. You'll have to do without the Big D for at least two nights.
1: (laughs) Before Redcord shows up, you see that Bill and Boomhar are both having beers. It's, like, 8 a.m. Or we don't, whatever, like, the birds are still chirping. <laughs> yes, you can hear, like, right. it's morning time. It, well, yeah, because, like, usually I just... Yeah,
0: they but were... they're going camping, and they aren't driving.
1: They're not going anywhere. Oh, they're not? Never. They just hung out. <laughs> they don't oh. have any sons or daughters. <laughs> Bill and Boomhower didn't go, so he's right. <laughs> so they're just getting drunk. I, they're just drunk
0: in and the You alley. know what? This is funny because this is a complaint I was going to have for later that I will not make now. Was that I was like, I want to see when they're all camping together. Like, <laughs> like I wanted to see without – because obviously Hank – because he said, like, go on ahead and we'll meet you. And, like, there was, like, three cars that went. Mm-hmm. And they – it seems like they all went on separate
1: trips. Yeah. I wanted to think, like, they went, like, the same – General area, but like split Dispersed. up yeah. when they got Bill
0: there. and Boomhauer Did we have leave. to listen to John Redcorn <laughs> after a very brief snippet of a song that we ne- needs no introduction or explanation? Or <laughs> did, are we gonna give it? One? Joan Jett <laughs> hit me with your favorite shot. That's right. <laughs> that was Pat Benatar. That's right, Patrick Benatar. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, That's Patricia. H- hit me with your best shot. Recorded by Pat Benatar and written by a Canadian, Eddie Schwartz. <laughs> Released in 1980 on her Crimes of Passion album, "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" reached number nine on the Billboard Hot 100. Her first top ten. Top 10 yeah. 10.
0: Wow. Uh, do you know how that he wrote that song,
1: Sweaty Eddie? Yeah, I did see he was at a <laughs> pillow punching yeah. therapy session. It was at like a
0: pillow therapy <laughs> session. Eddie was punching a pillow. And he was like, "Hit me with your best shot, <laughs> fire away." <laughs> wow,
1: really. <laughs> I imagine it like the therapy leader would be like one of those jazzer-sized like group yeah, leaders, like, "All totally. right, now hit your best shot." Yeah. It's like, say, "Wow, this could make a really average song." That it's gonna this, is,
0: this is this is my next number nine. Yeah. <laughs> like number
1: nine. It should we should have started the episode with it. But we just didn't think it was good enough.
0: Well, we wanted to, we want to retain listeners. That's yeah. true. We don't want <laughs> them to true. skip it as I would the radio station if that came on. That's oh, shit. That's a fact. You know what I do when I hear LaGrange or Lagrunta? LaGrunja. I turn it up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I guess this is CanCon since it's written by a Canadian. So that's why we're subjected to it so fucking often. Maybe. <laughs> Perhaps. If, I she, mean, like... if
0: she recorded it. If she were, you have to do two of three: written okay. by, performed by, or recorded in.
1: Oh, I see. I was and gonna she, say. I oh. mean,
0: there's some good recording studios in Canada. She could have recorded.
1: Yeah, because it feels like it's every third song on Jack FM. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 this one. And what was that other one the... so you're
0: getting them mixed up with? Joan Jet, yeah. Rock and Jukebox Baby. Uh, I love Rock and no, Roll. No, it's Nickel ball. in
1: the Jukebox. Dime. That's it. And what was the that one song we talked about? The uh, the... the the Sydney Lopper song. No, it's okay, from... well,
0: Let's keep Cindy Lobber's name out of this. Cindy Lobber's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I never said that. The you Tokyo wasn't.
1: Rose song. I feel like I hear, oh, I hear, I hear like these oh, two right after yeah. each other, like all that's the right. time.
0: Definitely, that's definitely a, the goat playlist. Yeah. What right <laughs> <Well, laughs> is that? Eight ninety I mean, what eighty nine point nine? It's under, 9. 90s. Uh, if it's under the ninety. It's bottom tier. <laughs> it's it's an island station. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, we get to uh, see actually a pretty pretty cool dynamic scene here between John Redcorn and Joseph while you know Dale and Nancy watch and it's basically like the outcome at least in my uh, convoluted opinion of nature versus nurture and I'll tell you why because like John Redcorn's trying to explain the, the the nature and the and the inherent belief of like you know him and Joseph's people. And how they would treat hunting, and how important it is, and kind of the the rite of passage that he would go through. And naturally, you'd think Joseph would like, you know, uh, uh, follow and, and and kind of understand that side. But growing up with Dale and like what Dale has taught him how to <laughs> act, he 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 just kind of comes back with uh, the least grateful fucking response.
4: <laughs> yeah, after the first that. hunting trip is a sacred occasion. The deer you kill will be a relative. You must show your respect for him and all the dear people. First by giving thanks, then by using every part of his body. No prob. We're taking
3: old Mr. Buck right to the rendering plant for (sighs) sausageification. This
4: hunting knife was given to me by my father and to him by his father. Now, I pass it along to you.
2: A used knife. Um.
0: Cool. Thanks. But also think about it. This is your mom's like headache yeah. therapy guy giving you his fucking beloved family heirloom. Like uh oh. thanks, I used knife, like you weirdo. Like, oh,
1: everybody just stands around like it's normal.
0: I mean, it's it is crazy because like there is some discussion later if 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 Joseph knows you know, because like, and even at this point, there's discussion of whether or not Joseph knows. But mm-hmm. this scene makes me think that Joseph doesn't does know not know. In this scene, and that kind of makes sense. And I, I, I kind of skipped over it just because I wanted to get into that. But do you guys remember what Dale asked John Redcorn if he's coming to return?
4: <laughs> no. said,
0: oh, yeah. He, he said, is... Did you come to return my tea bag? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, not an item no. that you should ever <laughs> expect in return.
1: Redcore doesn't even give him the time of day. He's like, No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. But yeah,
1: you're right what you're saying, right? Like is that scene reminded me from the Order of the Strador episode when he's talking about the sacred spirit of Wimatonia and Dale's like, oh hell, we'll take a sacred one. <laughs> yeah. like, just does not care Complete or respect. Yeah,
0: right? If we're just gonna keep going. I think that the teabag thing was in reference to how petty Dale is when realistically like he's stealing something from him that he cannot get back. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like being petty about getting a teabag when in reality, like it's his oh. not his son no, and I, his wife. Like. I know, I get it. But That's the choice. That's the that's what he uses. Well, that's just how yeah. That's, that's just how petty it is. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So. We see uh, Peggy comes out uh, to send off her boys on their trip, and she gives Bobby uh, a hug for the last time as her little boy, and she whispers into his ear that she filled his rifle bag with fruit pies, fruit and pies. that his rifle is actually in his sleeping bag, <laughs> which is
0: awesome. Yes. I like have had the flavor of fruit pies is just it's 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 unquenchable. <laughs> I, like, want more, but the blue border is closed. That's right. And it's clo- is going to be closed for foreseeable future. And and there will be no fruit pies crossing this threshold <laughs> for quite some time. I'm kind of upset about it. Um, I uh, thought about going to a baseball game. Mm. Like, I was... You can't. I can Allie and I were literally going to buy tickets the morning before they canceled. Like... This season, mm. and you know yeah. what? You know you may not be able to get fruit pies, but what you can get,
3: let's go, let's go, let's go.
4: Yeah. Just a second. There's one last errand I
3: need to run. What do you need, Mike and Ike's Got you covered. <laughs>
1: we picked up some Mike and Ike's. Hey, we had to go to two stores to find them. <laughs> Now, Mike and Ike's are delicious. And for those of you who don't know, Mike and Ike's are fruit-flavored candies introduced in 1942 by the Just Born Company. The origin of the ca- Born? No, different, different Born.
0: No, Justin Born.
1: <laughs> the origin of the candy's name is unknown, and there's like a lot of theories about it. You know, in the candy uh, community, about uh, about what it could be. I'm part of
0: that community. Mm-hmm. I'm open and to hearing some theories.
1: I've got a couple of them. Um, the The first one is that they think the name got lifted from an old comic book, or sorry, a comic strip that was in newspapers. It was called Mike and Ike, and in brackets, they look alike, which started before Mike and Ike's were a thing in 1907. So it is plausible, and it was a quite popular and widely distributed comic. But another, so they thing, owe
0: some money. They owe some royalties.
1: No, it actually, uh, they ended the strip before before Mike and Ike started. So there was there was no sort of uh, did you endorsement. They're from Bethlehem yeah
0: PA that's Pennsylvania
1: yeah they make a few a uh, few candies there and they make peeps there too
0: peeps. Oh, no, oh those man. are just fucking disgusting
1: you don't like peeps
0: dude Does anybody
1: it's like eating a ball of sugar it's like a, <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is the same and this tastes good yeah um was there anything yeah I'll let you finish it's still okay. owned by the Just Born Inc
1: yeah it's a family uh family run company um there's another theory that the the name derived from the Matina brothers, who were a trio of very small entertainers. What were their uh, names? The Matina brothers. No, What
0: were their first names?
1: Uh, I'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> there were two of them were twins, and their nicknames were Mike and Ike. They're actually from somewhere I can't remember the country. Like they were born in like Eastern Europe, so they had like kind of strange names. So like to be in the entertainment business, they were like, no, we're gonna give you some American names <laughs> so people can like relate to were you. Were they in Pennsylvania? No, they were in Pennsylvania. Um so they were Mike and Ike were the two twins and all three Matina brothers played Munchkins, um, in The Wizard of Oz.
0: Oh I was gonna say it's a sick card game.
1: No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mike and Ike were described as problem drinkers. <laughs> and <laughs> is they're... that
0: one of the one of the one of the people that were were hanging from the tree? No, the no, I think they represented people. the
1: lollipop guild. No, the munchkins, yes. yeah, in the yeah.
0: <laughs> in the movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, the, do they hang from trees, too? There's one,
0: there's this whole, um, what do you call it, urban uh, We'll talk about it on our, urban Wizard, Legend, yeah. we'll talk about our Wizard of Oz podcast.
1: Right, right. But uh, apparently they would try and get their fellow munchkins to share in their overindulgence.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: While the Wizard of Oz was like, in production, and there was an, a Judy Garland in an interview in 1967. She were referred to the munchkins as little drunks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and <is> the <laughs> they would get intoxicated in- little people. <laughs> and they would get intoxicated every night to the point where they had to be picked up in butterfly nets.
2: No! What? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no.
1: And
0: this is Animal Crossing? What the fuck? <laughs>
1: um yeah those are the two theories those are the two funniest <laughs> or the most more interesting ones
0: Wow, well, i was just gonna say do you remember the time where they crossed out mike and it was just Ike for a while yeah oh, when, when they it was were Ike's... they were beefing Yeah, no, whatever it was right they were beefing for a while there i remember that's when we still had the cyber city and that's where i and found you didn't? i noticed right. you didn't mention hot tamales
1: hot tamales yes also made by the same company uh they came out uh eight years later in 1950 the hot tamale was introduced Basically the same shape and texture of the Mike and Ike. Big flavor. Though.
0: I love the the Mollies. They're
1: not bad. They're not bad. I love
0: them. Yeah, you've been popping molleys this whole
1: I remember um, back in the days when uh, Blockbuster and movie rental places Mike and here. were still a thing. That was always my go-to were the Mike and Ikes with the, for movie for movie night.
0: Oh really? They're pretty safe. It's like a sure thing that I'll get a stomachache, but like <laughs> <delicious>. <laughs> I will eat them until I cannot eat them anymore. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But, uh, of course... uh, Somebody get these away from me. Seriously. (laughs) I have no self-control. Um, obviously, Hank doesn't need Mike and Ikes. He needed, he he needed permits. And it
4: don't mess
1: with Texas bumper
4: sticker. (laughs) (laughs) So you're telling me my boy can't go hunting because you wouldn't let a couple of twig boys starve? Forget number six, you're now serving nonsense. (laughs) It's another killer line, like about the headline of local man cancels newspaper subscription. (laughs) He's
0: got winners like this. So while Hank is away at the county office and uh, we see everybody just kind of sitting around waiting, uh, Bobby and Connie are both kind of wishing each other luck.
2: Just so you know, I'm leaving a boy. I'm coming back a man. You're lucky. I'm leaving a girl and coming back a man.
0: We get our first line from Khan here, too, which is really nice. because It's an important one. Yeah, (laughs) it's a really good one.
3: Hey, Khan Jr., I'm in the car. You ride shotgun. Oh, and don't forget raisin bagels. They're in my briefcase. (laughs) Why are they
0: in his briefcase? (laughs) Why are they in his briefcase? Why are they in his briefcase?
1: (laughs) We assume that they're for the drive to the hunting site but so you need something to go you need some butter and a toaster for those raisin bagels (laughs) he's not a raw dog you know just yeah he's dry dog
0: i think they fill you up more if you just eat them raw maybe i don't i don't think that's even plausible (laughs) i don't like raisins regularly to begin with so yeah sorry i'm gonna say it They're like little Mike and Ikes. (laughs)
4: Like if
0: you're a hippie. (laughs) It's nature's candy. It's expired grapes and you know it. They're pretty good. So is wine. That's pretty good. Yeah, but... That's true.
1: Fucking orange is an apple, Cider. Yeah.
0: Well, obviously, um, they're interrupted because Hank actually does come back. And this is when he knows that he's been defeated... And that he can't go hunting because he's not going to break the law. And without a permit, he's not going to hunt deer. So uh, he tells everybody to go on ahead and, and Bobby and him will hang hang back. And that's when he just, everybody pulls out and then he pulls right right, right away back into, I think, Dale's driveway. He pulls into his. I thought he pulls out of his and then into the next one over. No, he pulls up from the county office on the street.
1: Oh, okay. He comes
0: in and then he just pulls, pulls over, says, Bobby, get in. I'll meet you guys ahead. And then pulls into his driveway mm-hmm. and, and says, that's... we ain't going.
1: Before he has to deliver this devastating news, Bobby makes it that much fucking yeah, worse. Yeah, <laughs> he's basically
0: just like, this is the last time I'm going to be able to tell you that I love you. And it's just like, this is the last time you're going to be able to cry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's such a sad scene, too. Yeah. They just kind of do that overhead pan away from the car of them, just both looking defeated and fucking upset. And this next scene is is like probably
0: my least favorite in the episode. Really? Oh, yeah. And it's... The primal Bobby scene? Yeah, Bobby's setting no, up his cardboard ball. Um with the taping fruit pies over the heart. Mm-hmm. Peggy just rambles on about some bullshit about how little boys need to kill.
1: <laughs> like those war drums.
0: Yeah. Well, he's just tearing the fruit pie heart out of a deer. <laughs> Smearing it all over his face. Yeah, basically like Kato or Kano from Mortal Kombat. And just like yeah, and Peggy says that she's locking the bedroom door and Hank better be in by ten. Well, yeah, they don't call them m- m- modest and quiet little boy hormones. They're raging hormones. Yeah, that's what she's on about. Yeah, she's on about a bunch of bullshit. I and uh, and and uh, it's it's uh, just it's just to it's just designed to tear Hank down. Pretty mild. Like she just believes this that I don't know that I I guess he's not that he's not letting his son take out his his uh,
1: murderous rage.
0: Yeah, I guess
1: so. Yeah, it did seem a little bit over the top. Bobby's like non-hunting reaction. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. He's not really like that violent or aggressive as a ch- like of a child, okay. all of a sudden he's just a fucking bloodthirsty maniac.
0: It is really weird. I mean, I guess because like Hank is so afraid of shooting that Hank doesn't want to bring Bobby. Yeah, but hunting, you'd think, but it's because he'd be touched on, right? Cuz he he It's does, not yeah, it is. He, it seems like he likes hunting because he's got advice to give when they actually do go and and he finds sport and passion in it. Like I think It is he likes weird. Hunting. Like there are like there are missing beats. I feel like especially I actually watched the episode. I when I First started this episode, I watched it to about the part when – like the part before this when everybody – when Bill's talking about going hunting and Hank's like clear that he doesn't want to go with Bobby. I was kind of like – I had to restart the episode to make sure I didn't miss – like a good reason, like maybe a flashback mm-hmm. because am I might, I'm, I'm, am I the only one here who's a little surprised at the lack of cotton in this episode. Yeah. I feel like there was an opportunity when they were talking about the, the, the dads. Yeah. Like 25 years ago. Like what if Hank was like, Oh, this, like it was a horrible trip with his dad. And like, do you think that they didn't want to copy too much of the art of the straight arrow formula? But that's the opposite formula. I mean, they they flashback of a trip that he went with his dad. And but it was like, good. Fair enough. But I mean, still, Hank enjoyed that. I'm just, but I just mean like, if based. I would say I would I would I would understand a lot more of Hank's like. I mean, I do understand the 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 nerves he may have about not knowing how to fill the time. And yeah, but. I mean. He is a pretty awkward guy. Any other opportunity to take Bobby on, like, a fishing trip for five hours, like, he's happy to do. Yeah, that's like, a good any, Like, any, like, when Bobby was originally into shooting, he was loving it. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever Bobby shows, like, the slightest interest of something that Hank likes... You're right. There really isn't a full reason for him not to, it's like, to go on this trip. It makes sense, but at the same time, it's just not. I don't buy it. And I, and I, I don't buy it more after Peggy starts talking about this. Yeah, I don't I think that is kind of filler, right? It's not exactly. I think like I anymore. think the whole like let's just make Hank feel real bad about because Bobby needs to kill something. Mm-hmm. It just kind of bugs me as a motivation in the story. Fair enough. I get hmm. that.
1: Yeah. And it, I forgot to put it on the board, but we also got that quick uh scene of uh Dale and Joseph Testing out their Soviet, uh... I
3: love that. (laughs) Oh, damn, inferior Soviet surplus merchandise never does what it's supposed to. Or maybe
2: it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Maybe it just bounced a signal off a satellite to an attack sub in the Gulf of Mexico whose mission is to read our (laughs) brainwaves.
3: That's my boy. I was about to say precisely the same thing. Except the sub's in Lake Superior. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so yeah there's a definite reason why joseph has no respect for uh yeah, john oh, yeah. redcord's it's, uh... it's
0: very obvious his upbringing
1: yeah, he's just brainwashed to make the most bizarre and absurd fucking like conspiracy te- theories. They're testing out the walkies, like, a foot away from
0: each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not
1: they got, they got some pretty sweet nicknames, though. Yeah. Red Dog 1. <laughs> Red
3: Dog
1: <that> 1. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's Red Dog 3 and Red Dog 4. Mike and One wanted Two. So. Yeah. Mike and
0: I...
3: Orange. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, after we see the Gribble Boys out enjoying their uh, their beautiful hunting trip, very sad scene of Bobby, <laughs> like, face down in the carpet with his hands at his side. He's not even on. Yeah, I know. He's just so <laughs> depressed. If Peggy's trying to get him to come kill a spider for him.
0: Yeah, because she wants to satisfy that, that murderous hunger. How, like, he says, no, and you just hear from the other room. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and yes, you just hear
1: Bobby sigh. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> and we, uh, after that scene, we see Hank and Peggy in there in bed. And Hank's actually sleeping, like, quite peacefully. Oh,
0: yeah, he- Peggy's got the, had the headlamp on.
1: Her itty-bitty headlight, yeah.
4: Hank, wake up. I just want to tell you that I'm learning more about how you destroyed Bobby's life. I searched <laughs> through my old social studies files, and look what I found. In a tribe in Papua New Guinea, a boy who misses out on a rite of passage, in their case, killing a missionary, remains a boy forever. He will
2: never become a man.
0: <sighs> Her social studies files. Grade it, two. It, grade seven. is grade seven graded papers.
4: And they go, Hank's like, you only go to C, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is a report by a seventh grader. And it only got a C. I have backup. Look at this fourth-grade word find about the Huron Indians' rites of passage.
0: I he said second. No, it's the seventh grade. And then I guess the the rites of passage, the three were the three words. Yeah, it was grade four, but the three words that they have circled are manhood, madness, and killing. <laughs> I searched the crossword for any other kind of maybe hidden gems in there. There's nothing over, I think they intentionally made it that everything else was wrong. Oh, I damn. tried to find like a three letter or anything, <laughs> nothing of relevance to the episode. No
1: vowels? No, Just I
0: almost <laughs> like, I thought I saw red corn for a second, but I. It, that would have been sweet. It would have been cool. It was like red goom and it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't work. So unfortunate news there. So you saw red? I saw, but yeah, it, well the finger was on the R so I could only assume it was an R. Peggy is basically saying that she's going to drive, or that he's going to drive Bobby insane if they don't get to, you know, release some of this... Yeah. ...this, this tension, and, and Hank follows up with...
4: Well, I did see Bobby talking to the Mrs. Butterworth bottle, but I didn't think it was strange at the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it is weird that Hank would just... Like, this is such a... It's such a seemingly... Like, like. <laughs> Texan or American thing to be like okay we can go and shoot something and like it would just seem so quintessential Hank Hill being like this boy ain't right and he's gonna be right because I'm gonna take him out and he's gonna shoot a gun and kill something. Mm -hmm. It feels like Hank's being a wuss unnecessarily. I mean I wouldn't use the word wuss (laughs) he's just like I just think that it's weird that he isn't it's not it's out of character. You're right. And it's not a good reason. Like, you would think he'd, I don't know. That's... I mean, he, he's, he's spent a lot more time with that boy. Yeah, he's there every time he eats, every time he watches TV. <laughs> he's he's throwing the ball at him countless <laughs> times in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. And so the next scene, we uh, we get the reintroduction of Useless, also known <laughs> as Eustace.
4: You know, I think you'll find it's the perfect choice for all your heating. Uh, thanks, but we use passive solar. Now the propane's for cooking Randy's deer. Once he kills it, of course. What? You're gonna take that son of yours hunting? Oh, I've got to. It's a rite of passage. At least that's the feeling of my men's group. <laughs> He's like,
1: can't pick is up that ha- propane tank. <laughs> He's like, can you help me load it to my SUV? Is this,
0: <laughs> is this our men's group?
1: Uh, probably. <laughs> the, yeah, the, I think, the closest I think 100% thing it is. Mm-hmm.
0: So, boys, when was the first time you killed anything? <laughs> Uh, I'm talking about bigger than a bigger than a dog. Hopefully you didn't kill no dogs. I didn't
1: kill no dogs. I haven't killed no anything bigger than a dog. Neither have I.
0: You neither. Alright, I'll drink to that, brother. <laughs> 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 Hank's uh listening to Eustace and his uh description of where they're going, which is known as La Granta. Mm-hmm. Which is a resort and inn that uh, they also offer hunting trips. Inn and suites. <laughs> inn and suites. That's
1: right. It's so like fully stocked ranges, corn feeders, yeah, yeah cushion shooting stands, <laughs> and après hunt wine
0: tasting. That's shooting. That's shooting fish in a barrel. What's, they got that too. Dude, yeah, it's
1: what's the après? That just means like in the m- after. After, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess well, you couldn't do, could do be it before. Everybody. It's not before. No, it's after. <laughs> you don't drink wine. You <laughs> give somebody a gun and a child.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they got, they got everything. You're right. And uh, so Hank really just kind of perks up when he hears the permits because now he's able to actually give Bobby the hunt that he – or a hunt. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it at that. And uh, And this may be the answer to
4: his prayers.
0: So now that Bobby can't be going to kill anything, he's just going to – live his life as if he's always a boy and ride his bike around the neighborhood. And he runs into some little cowboy dressed little kid in a big wheel and then he goes and plays with him. Plays ride drives bikes with him.
2: You wanna ride bikes with me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Then we we get we go back to Dale and Joseph in their little camp, and we I like just to call it base camp. Yeah, <laughs> and we just come in while Dale's in the middle of disca- is explaining the Trilateral Commission.
3: Which brings us to the Trilateral Commission, ironically named because there's actually four. Dad, I think I hear
2: deer. Ooh. I better go have a look.
0: Joseph sneaks off, and uh, deer. Takes that opportunity to sneak up on Dale, yeah. causing Dale to, quote-unquote, toss his <laughs> rifle to Joseph, who then grabs it, kills the deer. And they are the greatest team of all time. And he thanks his dad for, he says, good, good toss. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: I felt like they rehearsed that.
0: <laughs> it was pretty perfect, and, and I guess his natural instinct did kick in, because he, he just did a mighty fine job he, of killing that deer. Yeah, he just threw the gun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's a nice-looking buck.
1: Yeah, it's a nice...
0: I didn't count the points, but I'm sure it was pretty good.
1: Mm -hmm. They were, yeah, pretty big rack. But uh, after after Joseph shoots his deer, we we see back to Bobby and this little kid he's playing with. He's much younger than him, and they're playing cowboys. They've got their hats and badges and... But like cap guns, fake guns, whatever they've got. <laughs> it's Hank, a hold on. Yeah. And hey <laughs> happens to drive by and I loved his expression on his face. He's just like, Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> someone might see ya. Yeah. Oh man. And Bobby, I think he's really got the
4: death scene down. I could win an Oscar. Is
2: that you? Everything's so dim.
4: Bobby, get up.
2: I'm not gonna make it
4: You are not injured. The
2: gold is buried. <laughs>
4: It's buried! (laughs) Stand up!
1: (laughs) And uh, right about this point, we see uh, Con and Connie show up. And Connie's, like, embracing her inner redneck. She's yeehaw, and She's all stoked on the on the She tongue. is yeehaw. Yeah. And Bobby's like, I got shot in a hole, though.
3: <laughs> yeah. <What>? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> like, what?
1: Hank's he- explanation is so funny.
0: He have an allergic reaction to fruit, but <laughs> Yeah, body. unbelievable also.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I love that, yeah. And we pan over to see the Gribbles show up as well, right? and everybody goes to greet them and Redcorn's putting his shirt on <laughs> as he's getting to the driveway <laughs> and Bobby just with his little cowboy hat <laughs> he's like hey, look at me <laughs> everybody's got a deer and I don't
2: everything looks so Christmassy
3: <laughs>
2: now I know how the Jewish kids feel <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, uh, that's a, that's a good line. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we had, uh, Jehovah's Witness. I don't think we recall, I don't recall going to school any practice, uh, Jews, but, uh, they like, we, like at Christmas time we had to usher the Jehovah's Witness kids out in the hall. (laughs)
1: Like, you don't get to have any fun. (laughs) They
0: they weren't allowed to make snowflakes with us. (laughs) <laughs> now, now I know how they feel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. Um, yeah, so Bobby's at his real low, lowest of lows at this point. He's crying and everyone else is just so happy and accomplished. And Hank, Hank's had enough. So he, he says uh, not to worry. I don't have a permit, but I have better. Even though it's not better it's a ho- it's a horrible
0: yeah, <laughs> a horrible awful operation like yeah it may look classy but it is disgusting. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah that it's lagrunta in and sweets <laughs> um it's uh it's pretty fancy Bobby asks
2: where do the deer stay <laughs> This is fancy Where do the deer
4: stay? they don't keep the deer in the hotel God, I hope they don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the, they're uh, they're here at the La Grunta. It's uh, it's a nice, swanky looking place. Mm-hmm. It does remind me of like some of the fishing lodges around here.
1: I was gonna say that, like they're they're quite similar, but like we definitely don't have I mean, just stocked pools where you just, you know, no. where there's a million fish. No, but there is still some chase and hunt and effort.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's still just like. You pay a fishing guide to set up your rod, hold your rod, have the license, catch the fish, gut the fish, clean the yeah. – <laughs> sell it, send it to your house. You're still guaranteed <laughs> the fish. Or you can cook it or that you can have the chefs at the at the <laughs> resort cook it for you. Like you don't need to get your hands dirty at you all. You don't have to do nothing. You don't yeah. literally have to do nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's boutique fishing. And us it Order is. of the Straddle members know that oh, you need to go fishing – it's a six-pack and the band's greatest hits. That is <laughs> true. And all American Worm. That is yeah.
0: that is true. I like I like salmon eggs. I like but, salmon uh, eggs. You definitely get the real vibe for what this is all about when you speak to the front desk lady.
2: Hi, I'm Beverly LaGrunta. No relation. Can I help you?
4: Uh, we're here to deer hunt. <laughs> and they learn that it's four hundred dollars so... for two.
0: For two. And so obviously they're not going to. be- To t- get on a shuttle. Yeah. To go. <laughs> yeah. And Hank, Hank tries to deflect this.
4: Look at all this other stuff. <laughs> we could golf or swim with a dolphin.
2: Can I hunt it?
4: Uh, it doesn't say. <laughs> hey, here you go. It doesn't Museum say. of <laughs> Miniatures. Forty dollars and worth every penny if you ask me. We we've been to multiple miniature museums. I fucking love them.
0: Yeah, and that swim with a dolphin. That's a that's an, that's another episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it doesn't actually. Do we get involved? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Same yeah. with the miniatures, too. Okay,
0: actually. well, don't, don't spoil nothing. It's a whole other episode. <laughs> I'm really excited for the miniatures.
1: Yeah, Bobby shoots a dolphin.
0: <laughs> 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 and we hunt
1: It's, it? it's dope. Is. <laughs> Hank just was just, trying to convince him to do anything that doesn't cost $400. So uh, it doesn't I just,
0: say. <laughs> I was just testing Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, don't get upset. So obviously he drops the 400 bills. Oh, yeah. We got him. And so they get off at the shuttle, and uh, they run into Randy and Eustace. And Randy's hey carrying his, like, butcher did. packed up. He shit. shot it
4: all by himself. They wrapped it at the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's exactly like what you were just describing <laughs> for, like, the fishing tours. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. They, they probably come collected it on that ATV, <laughs> yeah. the deer, and went... And- Chopped it up.
1: And they have overly peppy, like, dock staffed to, to hype your wheels like they haven't seen somebody catch a fucking fish before. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. There's Whoa. a good yeah. Way to go. Look at the rack on that one.
1: <laughs> but after their uh, their brief and forgetful encounter with Randy and Eustace at the yeah. shuttle bus stop, wherever the fuck they are, we actually get to see them and they finally it's are. It's pasture two. Right, and they're they're finally hunting, and like there's a couple seconds like before that dude on the ATV shows up. Where it's like, okay, this is the episode. It's like
0: okay, this is nice. That's like, yeah, what they that's wanted. What, Hank's giving them
1: some advice about dare, the uh, the that. rhythmic pattern of the human <laughs> foot.
0: There yeah. you go. That's like uh, that's what I was expecting from scene one. I guess.
1: Yeah. So we get about ten seconds of that before. Uh, Mr. ATV shows up and he's like, "There's a stand in pasture two with your name on it." He's like, "It's Hill, right?" <laughs> so I guess it was just booked or whatever, yeah. like part of their their uh, their sign-up fee. And they get there and that deer feeder is just the best. Oh, well, it's so sad. Well, they're
0: having like a really nice kind of bonding conversation about allowance. And how you know Hank's thinking that, well, you're more mature now, so you might deserve a little bit more. Well, is he <laughs> have to be pulling more weight?
1: Yeah, and, and Bobby's so excited. He's like, this is the best day of my life, you know? And he's just like, he's so amped. And then, I think my favorite line in the whole episode is the one Hank delivers just after the feeder turns on.
2: I think I'm gonna shoot the one on the left. What do you think, Dad?
4: Uh, I don't think you have to whisper anymore, <laughs> Bobby. <laughs>
2: It's just so, yeah. so bad.
1: There's what? Well, there's like six deer to, sh- yeah. to show up oh, out of nowhere. Point blank. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, Bob, oh, Bob, don't here. don't pull that trigger.
0: There's no sport in it no, at this point.
1: Not. He's not going to get that rush that Bill Dautry fell when he, <laughs> <laughs> he put turned when, that deer into Swiss cheese.
0: In the oh, I thought you he meant when he through. went hunting in the garbage can. Oh, <laughs>
1: oh, 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 we're not word. not there yet. <laughs> Those droppings are probably not <laughs> Um, yeah, but they Hank and Bobby. Bobby, he's he's got the sights lined up. Wow. He's you know about to shoot this deer, and he, you know, Hank's even got his ears covered. And then he lowers the gun. He goes, this-,
2: this isn't right, is it, Dad?
1: No, it isn't, son.
2: And that's a pretty good way.
1: Yeah, and that's the end of the La Grunta for the hills uh, in this episode.
0: I wonder if they got their money back.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: No deer. Fair enough. <laughs> no product. I don't think that they, they would have. No, probably not. No. But they do have a really nice uh, conversation on the drive home that might be worth the $400, because
4: they bond pretty well. I'm sorry, Bobby. I guess I really let you down, didn't I?
2: It's OK. I know you didn't mean for it to be this horrible.
4: You know, there's plenty of worse things than getting to hold on to your boyhood for a whole other year. And, uh, by holding on to your boyhood, I I don't mean... uh... I
2: know, Dad, I know. Look at it this way. This gives me an extra year to learn from the man I'd most like to be like when I finally become a man.
1: I love how blunt Bobby is. He's like, I know you didn't expect it to be this horrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, and you know, after Bobby kind of says that, like, I got another year of learning about, you know, learning from you how to be a man. Hank's like, well, like, God damn it. Like, you're a good son. You're a good boy. Like, you just look yeah. better than that. Well, also, he was like, what did he say? He wanted to just spend time with him. He yeah. just wanted to chat with him. Now, what an asshole Hank feels like. Well, fuck. Yeah. The whole time, Hank just didn't want to spend time with his son, which is so absurd for Hank. Like... That's right. I mean, like, yeah, the boy ain't right, but, like, Hank's been trying to make well, him the, right. The boy ain't right, but Hank's there to make him right. Yeah, exactly, and that's what he's been kind of trying to do this whole time, but, like, to have an episode where he just decides that's not his drive. Mm-hmm.
1: You almost feel like hear, like, the realization in his voice as he's saying, like, it's not, there's nothing wrong with holding on to your boyhood for another year. Like, this sounds yeah. so pathetic. It's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. can just remain a child while you're, uh kimosabis are men now. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's, it's also, like... It's also, like, weird... I mean, I guess I understand how, like, you... Every... Like, if you're, like, okay, what manly things that Hank wants to do that Bobby can't... Like, if you're just, like, talking about them, like, in a writer's room, I guess, you know, it can be kind of boring if it's, like, okay, well, let's go fishing, where Hank loves to fish and Bobby doesn't. Well, let's go hunting, where... Hank loves to hunt, Bobby doesn't. Yeah, it's, like... I guess you could run into a. You kind of just get repetitive in a, a cycle. Thing. I just don't think this is a this is I don't think this is a hot take on the T- hunting. Totally. I true. would have much preferred an extended hunting like, trip. No, like uh, an extension of the, of the shooting episode. Oh, okay. Where Hank's still like, maybe Strutland. Hank's got maybe, maybe maybe Hank's proud about a little set of antlers above his workbench. Oh. and like you know bobby gets the big buck and yeah. like he feels inferior because bobby's better at hunting than him i i would have i don't know but. no there there's definitely other angles they can go with it and you're kind of right though that the that we understand what what usually is behind it and it's like you know hank wants and bobby can't deliver but uh, I guess they do have to take other angles at it when they can. And yeah. so I do like the, the kind of resolution that Hank finds and is letting him skip a milestone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's pretty huge.
1: If I was 12, it. I would way rather drive my dad's truck than shoot a <laughs> deer. Yeah, I, I mean, I right?
0: still haven't killed anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and I mean, it, and, it, and the payoff's there, right? Because Bobby still is as excited as ever. Like, did you hear him? This is so cool. <laughs>
4: sure are, son. You sure are. He's like, drive, break, drive, yeah. break, drive,
2: break. I love that.
0: And, uh, and of course, I thought that, like with the music, I thought that was going to be fade to black. Right. But of course, there's a turn, and what jumps out but a big buck.
1: Yeah. And good, uh, good clean kill. Good clean kill. And
0: yeah, it is a good clean kill. Good clean, yeah. clean <laughs> a Good clean kill. But and you can't do that, Right. What do you mean? Take home roadkill and eat it. Oh, yeah, you can Did anybody stop them? <laughs> no, but I just mean, like, it's gross, right? I mean, you should... I don't know. It I feel gross. like people do it. I thought that, like, because, like, you smash it and it bruises it and, like, it bleeds all internally, I thought that, like, everything's just not worth it on it. I mean, I, maybe they're just doing it for the uh, the the show? No, they said the sausage. No, I know that's what <laughs> Bill said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there, like, there is people that will do that. <clears throat> Like, well, hit a deer and then be like, oh, fuck it. Like, it's dead. I'll throw it in the back of my truck, take it home. And it's just like... There
0: might be some... Yeah, but they're weird, there, okay. right? Those people are weird. Yes. I don't think I've met anybody and I... Yeah, you're
1: fucking crazy I don't
0: think... I think if I have met anybody that that oh, road killed, they wouldn't tell me. I met somebody who told me that. And then when I actually questioned, questioned him on it, he, like, kind of was like... I don't know if he was embarrassed or, like like just decided that, like, maybe it actually didn't happen, but he wanted to stop talking about it. Oh. (laughs) I was like, you didn't actually eat roadkill. Like, and he was like, yeah. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Like, you drove over something and picked it up, put it in the truck, and ate it. And he was like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And I was like, seriously, <laughs> what? And then he was like, kind of wanted to stop talking about it. And I was like, you didn't do it. Like you didn't. You wouldn't eat roadkill. Didn't, people don't do that. You wouldn't. And he kept claiming that it was normal. And I kept being like, dude, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> prove <it.
1: laughs> right. Shit.
0: So I mean, any of any listeners out here, I would uh, do the. I you know I would do the Pepsi taste challenge on roadkill meat.
1: I've seen a documentary on a guy who lives exclusively off of roadkill. So it's edible. Yeah, like he like some stuff. It'll be like completely like rigor mortis, like all stiff. And he'll be like, oh yeah, this uh, one's been here a while. And he'll still just like throw it in his fucking. Dude. He was in, a, yeah, he was in the UK somewhere. In the UK. And he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't what I would consider normal by any <laughs> stretch of the imagination. It's just I mean, like I, it's like you know those people like that. In the are UK, like, uh, you
0: just boil it or burn it, and then it's good to go. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can eat it.
1: You throw it in a pie with a fucking bunch of gravy and shit. Fuck yeah that's right that's haggis right there but it reminded me of like a really extreme version of those like people that are like this like the zero waste people that will like open up a dumpster and be like look at all this lettuce look at all these tomatoes and like oh, we all can yeah. live off this yeah. dumpster and this yeah. guy was pretty much like look at all this meat that's all on the side of the road for free and it was i think i've like...
0: seen that isn't that no i saw that in an episode of portlandia <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, yeah, where an... the people go dumpster diving that yeah. was it. it wasn't a documentary oh, <laughs> it was that's just that's <laughs> a show i gotta watch more. um are what? we even done this episode? We're no, because done. Bobby pulls the deer in the truck and takes it home. Exactly. And everyone congratulates him, including Luann.
4: Oh, they're home. You should have seen it, Peggy. It came out of the woods and charged right at us. But Bobby took care of it, no problem. Didn't you, boy? I mean, Man.
2: Oh, my son, my big, strong, normal son.
3: Nice going, Bobby. Would you look at the rack on that thing? Mm-hmm. There's your sausage parts right there.
2: Nice going, Bobby. Way to go, Bobby. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without my dad.
0: Yep. Yeah, there. it's great. Luann is um, standing there with short hair. Is she? She is. Wow. And if you go back, did we have normal hair in the last. Yeah, we did. She's if had
1: you, normal hair for like a couple episodes.
0: Put your hand up. Yeah. If we go back and look at the uh, episode, um, what are those things production called? Production code. Production code. It's um, <clears throat> sorry. The production code is is it ends with like a four e or something? Mm-hmm. Which I think means fourth episode. Yeah. This is the eighth. And this is the eighth aired. Hmm. So. It would mean that it was supposed to be, or it was canonically, in season, episode four. Wow. So, it got bumped, obviously. So, it got bumped, and that would have been Peggy's pregnant pause. That would have been pregnant pause. So, it looks like... It's all over the place, because I don't know how to... Underst- I don't know how to... Um, decipher? Decipher it all. But, like, 5E... Production code 5E24... Is was season two last episode. But that makes sense because it was season three. Episode one was ProPane Death of a Propane Salesman. So it was created as part of season two. And then three ABE01 is and they call it Bobby Love, which is the second episode. But then the second the third episode is five E twenty. So I guess that's Peggy's headache, that must have come forward from season two. Oh, I see. So I think I need a sex to figure this out. <laughs> no, you don't. It goes the order One that of those the, old things? Yeah, yeah. The order that like isn't glass or something. The order that, that that it could have been in is and they call it Bobby Love, pregnant pause. Um, and then to spank with love, which is a while from Ooh. now. And then uh four is now and then five is next of shin. So Five was five, so it was like just. So next just... of Shin was when she had her long hair again. So that one should have been after this episode. Yeah. And then um, that Peggy's one, yeah. Pageant fever should never have happened. And that was the seventh, <laughs> and she had long hair in that one. Wow. Okay. Um, and in nine, pretty darn angry men. So yeah, it was. It seems that it's like episode, like. I'm glad that you caught that because I did not notice I, her yeah. even in the last scene there. Yeah, she doesn't. She obviously has short hair, but it's a bit like it's like done up at it's the top. almost. Yeah, it's like, like done up at the top. She has like a, a, a weird like jean jacket too. Like she, it's like a pretty unique drawing for luann so so that really brings us to the final scene and then the we last have what, scene with credits
1: one little bit of that last scene though like when peggy grabs the hose oh yeah that was really nice washes off the deer yeah. bud and hang like kind of just silently is like thank you yeah
0: <laughs> seriously that do, uh i liked that
1: don't want to steal bobby's thunder when no. the whole the whole gang's around but yeah after that we do get um the credits rolling and we get an amazing scene
0: Mm-hmm. i don't think that you can really uh get the full gist of what's happening through the audio but uh, maybe Benzie will describe as as the audio plays i'll
1: do my best and like we only do don't get it's like it's like cold opens we only get so many but we even get like even less of these ending credit scenes and is bobby sneaking out at nighttime to fiddle around in hank's truck and pretend he's driving again and he's turns the lights on and we see bill on his hands and knees like oh. with his head buried in a garbage can oh, and he turns around and his like eyes like, go red because yeah he's, like <laughs> deer in headlights yeah. and it just holds and Bobby's like ah and turns off the lights and bill's like it ah, just goes back to eating in the fucking trash so oh, my God. that poor deer took all the f- bill yeah, all, all the, the fall all the for bill, bill. Oh, man,
0: I uh, I really like that kind of resolution. It made because, me laugh. Well, yeah, because, like, yeah, at I the very beginning when, when he's like, yeah, probably. To the droppings. Yeah. It's like,
3: oh, it wasn't. They,
1: how they had it set up, too, where there was, like, a couple of seconds of black and, like, just proper, the normal credits, and then it kind of went to it because, you know, I, was, I just had forgot that scene existed. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the end of it. And then yeah. I was just like, wait, what's Bobby doing? When the
0: episode did end, I was kind of like, oh, man, cold open. Hopefully there's a credits, and credits scene. And it's like... Just like, yeah, I was like, oh, perfect. This is good. See, I, w- I watched it. It wasn't until the second time I watched it, because the first time, as soon as it ended, I backed it up. It does go to a black screen for and, a couple names, yeah. And, like, and I just backed it up. And then the second time, I let it play through, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. Mm-hmm. It, hit, it hit pretty good. So... Um, that was like our first episode, really back in a couple months. Yeah, it's
1: been a while. It's really, been a
0: while. It's r- been a we while. We really
1: got to shake the rust off. And rust is off. We're trying to get back on that. Uh, rust on that never schedule. sleeps. Rust never sl- burns. That's is true. Burn.
0: Um, so, so final thoughts. Final thoughts in this episode. Who wants to go first? I can go first.
1: Dustin can go first. Take
0: it away. I, despite some. Despite some flaws, that a <laughs> despite some flaws that the historian will point out in a minute here, flaws uh, <laughs>
1: what?
0: I really did enjoy this episode. It did feel like a return to um, kind of not home, but like the the touchy, the, the feely episodes of Bobby and Hank, and how like their their dynamic and the relationship, and how Bobby does look up to Hank so much. Uh, that's always just kind of heartwarming for me, and so I liked seeing that. And uh, there was there was like good, good all around humor in this episode as well. I liked uh, I really liked Dale in this one. Dale was really good. It was kind of his time to shine because he is the president of the Arlen Gun Club, or acting president at this time, or whatever you want to call him. Only proud member. Yeah, so uh, I was just I was just happy to have the guys back, and, and it felt really good. There's a lot of kind of classic jokes, like Red Corn pulling up with the tunes playing, like just kind of <laughs> true to form. Old. King, yeah, it never does, <laughs> and it's just true to form. King of the Hill stuff. So I uh, I really liked this one. It felt like a nice warm one to come back to. Um, so I'm gonna give this one about three packs of Mike and Ike's, and at least two days without Big D. <laughs> I'll go second, because you already told everybody what I'm going to say. Go for <laughs> it. Um, I thought this episode was brilliant. No, I didn't like this episode very much at all. I uh, I thought it was really funny. It had a lot of good like character co- comedic moments, mm-hmm. especially some good callbacks. Um, I do like the resolution that, yeah, that was good. Bobby ends up getting to drive and then also kills his first deer. So he kind of just gets two milestones in mm-hmm. one she bang and uh yeah yeah I don't I like the Joseph and Dale more than I think I ever have in this series um I just I mean Bill's got some really good lines but yeah ultimately I don't like Hank in this episode I think it's I think it's a bit of a I think it's a bit annoying too like
2: Ugh.
0: Maybe it's just. <laughs> I don't know what it is. May like I don't want to say that it's just because it's about like, going hunting that it kind of makes me a little like weird. But I just feel like it's not, like the whole bit about Peggy being like a man has to go and kill something is weird, and like. Yeah, this isn't the dark I th- ages. I just I think it's I think it's weird, and it makes and I already don't, I don't really like. The reason that Hank doesn't want to go on this trip. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like everyone's motivation in this is a bit Skeety. off-putting yeah. to me. That I just – I don't follow this episode where it's going. Gotcha. That makes – that's a valid, valid reasoning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, like, it wasn't a perfect episode. I know that. But I think it was just funny enough for me to turn a blind eye to all, like, the points you're making. Like, like I just had enough fun watching it that I was like, okay, if I really wanted I to pick that it apart yeah. and dissect it – I could, it, I probably could dislike it if I really wanted to, but I, I just had fun because I had the whole cast of characters. It had all the guys: Redcorn, it Joseph, Connie. It really does. Um, so I think that that saved it. You for don't me. see
0: Con, but you hear.
1: Yeah, you, you get to see I, his
0: head through a window in the yeah. in, okay. out of the van, okay.
1: and and that was enough for me. I think I just I kind of just watched this episode uh, just as like a viewer, I guess. Like I was just like, or that's how I, I take it. I was like, I just.
0: Uh, that's funny because I. It's what was the last, the very last episode. I think was like we had similar, like I had just enough fun in that one mm-hmm. that I was like willing to forgive everything else about it, and you were like meh.
1: Yeah, I, that one it was wasn't. You as were like fun. it's funny, but it's meh. Yeah, it, that one was just. I think this one's just more of an adventure. It's not a bunch of guys sitting around in a boardroom. You know what I mean? Sure, like I, I like the the, the lot, setting different. and the scene. But it has
0: two of your favorite celebrities it does i know (laughs) it's so strange
1: but uh either way they're both solid episodes i oh yeah it's not
0: a bad one it's just no, yeah. i didn't follow it
1: yeah all right right.
0: i think that's some pretty good
1: explanations
0: wait a second don't we have something else to talk about
1: well we have to say when we're (laughs) talking
0: no we have to say our next episode
1: that's right. And I know a very special guest of ours is going to be back in the club host for oh, this one. He's yeah. been waiting. We haven't seen him. We'll keep Paul. you on edge. Yeah. We'll keep yeah, you on yeah. edge
0: so you can guess who it is. You can guess who it is. <laughs> Let's just say brush up on your trivia. Yes.
1: And he also cherry picked this episode like six months ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think before we started the podcast, he was like, I shot you that episode.
1: Yeah. And that episode is pretty, pretty dresses. And
0: uh, I think it's going to be a hot one. I'm excited for
1: Christmas it. episode. I've
0: never seen it. We're never. not waiting until Christmas to get this one. <laughs> no, this one will be out uh, after this episode. 100%. That's true. And before the one after it. 100% after <laughs> yeah. this episode. Definitely going to come out after this episode. So bone up on your trivia. Yep it won't be too long before the next one that's right so uh, with that I want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with us through a global pandemic <laughs> uh, and with that we can send it off with a round table did you fucking love this song I'm a
3: traveling
0: Want to hear more Order of the Straight Arrow? Join the conversation on Twitter at ootsakothpod or follow us on Instagram
1: at ootsakothpod or look for us on Facebook at Order of the Straight Arrow,
0: a King of the Hill podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends and feel free to contact us by email at Utsakothpod at gmail.com Please, no hate mail.
3: Yeehaw! Hey, what you crying for, boy? It's a good show. This
4: is a damn good show.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and in no way reflect the views and opinions of Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, or Fox Studios. The external audio used in this podcast is not owned by the Order of the Straight Arrow or its affiliates and is presented in good faith to its copyright owners. Please don't sue us.